Welcome to The Teacher's Story. I'm Jackie Scully. This is a podcast to elevate teacher voice. In this program, you will hear teachers sharing their journey into this profession and their ideas for education. I'm kicking it off Teacher Appreciation Week, which starts May 2nd. This is about honest, vulnerable, inspiring storytelling. It's a time and a space for teachers to share their ideas for the future of education. Teachers are beautiful beings who give their heart and soul to their community. They're innovators, they're inspirational, not only to children, but to the people around them. And they deserve to share their voice. So welcome to The Teacher's Story. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to The Teacher's Story. I'm Jackie Scully, and today we have Patsy Quay with us. And I am so excited to have this interview with Patsy. We connected on LinkedIn, and it wasn't just a professional connection. It really was, um, I feel, a spiritual connection. And we've had some really wonderful conversations. And the work she's doing as an educator is, it's really divine work. It's beautiful. And I think her story is going to be inspirational. Um, Patsy has her certificate of appreciation from the U.S. Embassy um, in Malaysia. She's done wonderful work in resilient children and competent teachers, a refugee community partnership program as a trainer, um, she really has this sense of having a calling to uh, be a teacher for children who are refugees, but also to continue to pass that on to other people who may want to go into teaching. Um, she also started as a, uh, she was a piano teacher. She certified music early childhood teacher as well, an MTNA piano teacher. So lots of wonderful background. So thank you, Patsy, for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me here. For our first question, um, just about your, what was your inspiration to get into this work? There Was there a singular moment or something that kind of just popped in your head or came to you to want to do the kind of work that you're doing today? Well, coming back to inspiration, actually I want to say thanks and just have that plant to be into me from so long when I was in the university. Mm. I mean, when I just started to teach, you know, for the children, you know, in piano, I used to work with one of the families. Her name is called Jay. She adopted three children, right? The first one is leprosy. The second one is a rabbit's lips. And the third one, you know, he has some problem with all these hyperactive and also seizure problem. Mm. But the good news is, she led me to see all the children are God's gift. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I asked her a very, very sentimental way, an insensible way to ask her. I said, Jay, may I ask you, why do you want to adopt all these children? Mm-hmm. The answer to me is very humble and very graceful. This is the answer. She said, if everyone to go to adopt all the children, they are healthy Mm -hmm. and they are perfect, beautiful. What are those who are not being wanted? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That golden heart, Mm -hmm. right? It just come into me. She didn't even know that she has planted a very important you know, nurturing seed mm. in me to carry along for my life journey and just being 
when I was in the university life. So when I carry that nurturing seed, and I just feel like maybe the classroom, not maybe, or maybe the classroom, not in, just in the class or in the, in the institution, it can be somewhere on the street. Mm-hmm. It can be somebody that we met. We can just give them some good kindness, mm-hmm. compassion, right? I think that is what it's all about coming yeah. back to the education. So the inspiration coming to me, it's just not about the academy. It's more in the humanitarian. Mm, I love I that. Love it. Mm. <laughs> That's so beautiful, Patsy. And I oh. am just so excited for this conversation because it's, I think this is taking our um, ideas about education to a whole other level, like a spiritual level. And I love this idea of a singular conversation and encounter with this woman changed the whole trajectory of your life. I mean, that in itself feels very divine intervention and that this seed was planted and it hit you. Like, this is what I'm being called to do. Mm -hmm. I need to go and find these spaces where I can really do this good work in the world and help children who are very, you know, very much in need. And, um, it could just happen from one conversation. And that's how I feel about even the connections that, you know, we made and the connections we make on LinkedIn and other communities. It's just so inspiring. So thank you for that. I was so fortunate because uh, when I was in the States, right, you know, I saw a lot of elite uh, children from, you know, Harvard, right, from Cambridge in the UK, right? I mean, they are good, right? Mm -hmm. All these all good uh, quality well-being but I believe that coming to that point it's just another level for me to keep going on to see how the education system has been transformed mm-hmm. to humanitarian education mm. coming to the mental health state mm-hmm. and well-being absolutely I think this is very 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 important you know, since that is something coming from my early, um, early work yeah. and coming to my life experience, you know, as I said, you know, I encountered September 11, mm. that, that, that whole incident to really lead me to feel right. You know, mental health is everything. Mm-hmm. So especially coming from early childhood, if we have a good early childhood mental health state, Mm. well-being right it will give us more resilience to prevent something is going to be downhill Mm. so we want to have more uplifting to create more human consciousness yes absolutely I love that so going that kind of goes into my next question and I think the listeners are really going to enjoy your story with your first um kind of teaching experience and when you went to Malaysia and you had this kind of aha moment of, but it kind of happened by accident. We were talking about this of how you became this inspirational teacher and working um, in this program that you got recognized for by the U.S. Embassy in Malaysia. So uh, if you want to share about that. Thank you for asking. Actually, it wasn't planned at all, to be honest, <laughs> right? It wasn't planned at all. Okay, because uh, I remember when I came back, you know, to Malaysia as a home country, 
And I just realized that there are a lot of Myanmar children, you know, there are a lot of refugees just like having barefoot and walk on the streets. Mm-hmm. And it hurts my feeling, it hurts my emotional. And I always heard the crying in the midnight. And I was like, maybe I can do something about it. That is just a thought. Mm-hmm. Okay, that just a thought. However, this come back to the real. One day when I walked through the bungalow, I just followed the children's voice. Jesus love me that I know. The kind of like a little, you know, tune, the rhythm, you know, the mm-hmm. rhyme. I just walked through to that house. Mm-hmm. I saw 20 to 30 children in a dark room and I didn't even know what happened. So mm-hmm. when I walked into that room and I opened the door, they just come and cling on me. Teacher, <laughs> teacher, teacher. I was like, <laughs> they didn't even know my first name. Wow. I think that love, the divine love, mm-hmm. it just connected to the pure soul mm-hmm. they recognize. Oh, it came right from you, like out of you, and they can see it. And children can sense things. Yes. They absolutely can. So I just, you know, get them out, you know, make a circle. You know, we had good fun, you know, because I'm also a certified uh, music gardener, early childhood teacher. So we make a circle and then we sing song, play is their job, right? So we had good fun. And then I said, children, I love you. Adios. <laughs> and they say, no, teacher, are you coming back next day? And in my heart, I haven't applied for this job yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know this is not planned. <laughs> not planned. And then, the, and then the care, you know, the care manager, and he said to me, he said, he asked me, may I have your name, please? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I said, you can call me one, two, three, four, five teacher, right? You don't have to call me Miss Patsy because the children, you know, I taught one, two, three, four, five. But anyway, so he said, can you just come back tomorrow? I said, let me think about it. (laughs) I didn't didn't give them, you know, a positive answer. Yet, three o'clock in the morning, Jesus love me that I know. That kind of song is keep revolving Mm. in my head. And I was like, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Where is this coming from? Why? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know that is a spiritual calling. Mm. So the next day, you know, I brought my little CD player. I walked in there. So I committed with that little space and time with the children. And I started to do a lot of from the, you know, front line to go to the back end, like sponsorship, you know, fundraising, mm. right? And also, uh, you know, just teacher children music, you know, recruitment, wherever, you know, the, 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 the school administration that work, I mm. work. <laughs> but yeah. this is no job description. <laughs> no, you're just doing it all <laughs> out of the goodness of your heart. <laughs> yes. And I just, I was, you know, I need to confess because, you know, from the very beginning, I wasn't even humbled myself. And I really asked the spiritual inner guidance and I asked them, are you sure you want me to have this job? Mm. Right. I said, prove it to me, prove it to me, please. Because in that house, there's no table, no chairs Mm. to sponsor the chair and table within that one week, everything happens. Wow. There's no tables, no chairs, no piano. 
but I ask the children to list out all the equipment, what whatever they need. I'm telling you, next Saturday, just one of the weekend, when I went back to the to the uh, bungalow house, the to the you know, I found the chair there, tables are there, and even the piano. Wow. I totally surrender. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Surrender is mm. the word that I surrender. No, keep fighting, arguing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's the playground I have to serve. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So I think if I need to think back when I was at uni, I asked that question what happened? The education is not happened in the classroom or just on the street. Mm-hmm. I think the answer, it just you know, presented to me, Mm. here you go. Mm -hmm. The classroom is everywhere. The classroom is everywhere. And that was a sign, right? That, you know, you're, you're speaking to God and you're praying to like, give me clarity, give me (laughs) guidance. Am I supposed to be doing this? This is really challenging. There's so many kids and there's in such need and there's not even supplies here. And then boom, supplies were there. And you don't even know where they came from. Right. Mm -hmm. That is a sign. Through this experience, I just found that being a real compassionate educator, the compassion, Mm -hmm. the love. This is why I think the planet need more teachers. Yeah. Just like you. Mm. Just like others. Mm -hmm. And through this podcast, I really want to encourage all the teachers I know a lot of teachers may not be recognized, yeah. considered as honor job, like such as doctor, right. medical doctor or lawyer. But I have another good impact story. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago, the children that I taught, you know where they are now? Mm, where? They are in the U.S. They also become as a teacher. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, love, I love that so much. I had a... Um, a former student from Hawaii. She was actually Marshallese from the Marshall Islands. And she is now a teacher back in Marshall Islands where she grew up and we are connected on Facebook. And I actually think I'm gonna bring her on the show too because that would be a really cool story. But I love that when your students then become teachers too. Yeah, they call me back, you know, they told me, you know, they give me a lot of good encouragement. So Mm. I told them, I said, you know what? Now you all like a big kid, you all like a teacher. Yeah. Whatever I give it to you all, please pass along and pay mm. forward. And pay forward. Yeah. Absolutely. Pay forward. Yeah. You know? And I think they absorb it. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, once in a while, you know, that I mean they will call me up, you know, that will let me know what's their problem. Yeah. We still have a very close connection to talk about it. Mm. I think I can see it's kind of mirroring, okay how I might become today is just not me. It's just because I have a lot of good mentor, Mm -hmm, career mm -hmm. advisor, you know, to really give me a lot of good life mentorship. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, via this podcast, right? I have to say thanks to all of them Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. until now, I'm still keeping in touch with my university professor. Oh, that's great. My high school teachers. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's wonderful. You know, and now I can see, you know, coming to my, time now mm-hmm. and all the teachers I keep in touch with them 
But all the students I taught before, they came back to me. Yeah. You see, it's a whole cycle. Mm-hmm. This um, reminds me of, I was listening to a spiritual podcast recently um, called The Guided Collective with Helen Jacobs out of Australia. My friend turned me on to it. It is amazing. So I'm going to plug that podcast is great. And she talked about the ripple effect and there was an energy, I think in May, she does these energy forecasts, but there was an energy in May about ripples. And I just love this idea of ripples. And I've been talking about it with some people on LinkedIn, like the mentor that you had passed their kind of teaching um, and skills onto you, but also just like that, you know, wanting to give, and then you pass it on to your students. And then some of them becoming teachers are going to pass it on. And it just is this ripple effect. Yep. And that is why I love this profession. It is hard. And like you said, it's worth it. Many teachers do not get the respect they deserve. And also anyone else listening to this, who wants to be a teacher advocate, salary needs to be higher because people have to take care of their families. Yep. Um, we need more time. We need more resources. We need the respect in schools. And I'm not saying that every school they're not getting respect, but there's many teachers leaving because of all of the things that were put on their plate in the pandemic. And then they also felt like they weren't getting, um, you know, the salary they needed or the respect they needed. But the reason I love this profession and, you know, I stay in it, um, it's the ripple effect. It's all about that. It is all about paying it forward, passing it on, hopefully inspiring and influencing the next generation. And maybe they will be inspired whether they're not it could be a traditional teacher, but maybe someone in their community doing good work like you're doing and passing it on. I, I just, that came to mind and I just love it. <laughs> Wisely, because, well, you know, um, getting that resilience mental health uh, award, mm-hmm. actually that is another spiritual inner guidance that I was talking to the universe, right? I remember that's the conversation in that night. This is what I talk about it and people just talk about manifestation but actually Mm -hmm. this is my prayer to talk about to the universe i said you know what instead of keep teaching instead of keep feeding the fish we Mm -hmm. should teach them the skills is for their lifetime sustainability yes because then they will be sustainable um and be able to pass it on right correct So, um, you know, when I had that award, I just like, yeah, thank you so much, you know, to to give me that certificate, at least it's more into the national recognition. Mm -hmm. So from that time, I would be able to run, you know, the workshop, right, to train the teachers, right? Yeah. Uh, Such as mindfulness, how to pass the resilience, Mm -hmm. how to manage the stress in the class, right? And how to manage the students and the little kid. Um, So with all that, component you know in the whole workshop Mm -hmm. and I've been very very thankful not only the children that I've been trained you know they are successful now and also some of the refugees mom or dad Mm. that I've been training now they're in the U.S. they become as a U.S. citizen that's wonderful wow yeah that's a huge influence the universe just you know I, I I have to say I'm thankful the universe just utilize me as an instrument mm. and just pass along for all this humanitarian work to the community to the to to just like local impact you know but also for the global life mm-hmm. impact in their own person personal way 
Because after all, they told me, they came back and tell me, they said, Miss Patsy, you know what? With your training, I mm. will be able to get a job so easily. Mm. Mm. And I say, you know what? Say grace. Mm -hmm. Thank you, you know, to the Heavenly Father. And thank you to the universal, you know, creator. Mm. We are here only temporary. Yeah. This is considered as a pain forward. Yes. And that's such like the way you said that when someone's saying thank you to you, there's so much humility in yourself to say, like thanking the universe, thanking God or whatever that higher power, um, mm -hmm. what people want to recognize because it's, it's not in your ego to say, yeah, I did all this great work. Thank you for thanking me. I'm just like this great person, but you're saying I am doing this work. I am the instrument. I am channeling this good yes. work, this energy from higher up. That's what I'm thanking. Oh, I love that. Beautiful. That humble and the surrender, yeah. it just made me feel like I can keep going, yeah. you know, and I, I, and I can feel it. The universe always support us. Mm -hmm. And this message, I want to pass it along for all the teachers network. Yeah. Never, ever lost a hope. Yeah. We just need to stay stronger mm -hmm. and just being recognized. Your work is so important. Yeah. I'm coming from, you know, a regional post, you know, from, I would say, it's nothing to boast about, okay? It's just a regional post, okay? You know, in the, in the you know, MNC company. But nothing rewarding like this. Wow. Yeah. If you work in the bank, what can you really get out? Even when you get out from the bank, right? I mm -hmm. think they will check whether you keep their pen. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They will check everything. But you are impacting, you know, you are planting seeds, you know, to all these little souls. Mm -hmm. Basically, all the invisible work that you have been doing for a long time, mm -hmm. they are like a light. It's just like, a, you know, a little light, but they yeah. can be so big, like a galaxy. And sometimes that light doesn't come to the students until they leave you. Um, I've had students come back. I had this um situation when I was in Hawaii I you know I was very different than the culture I was teaching and I had some you know kind of I wouldn't say like conflict but just like a not there was a misunderstanding about like my intentions to be their teacher and be there and then also me maybe at first not really recognizing that I needed to learn about their culture and learn about them <laughs> before they accepted me as their teacher and I had students come back like years after once I really was there and putting in the, the work to really like build connections with the community that they're like, you know, the light bulb went off later and they're like, you really do care. And you showed me compassion and you showed me how to really learn about other people and learn about people that are different than me, like you. And now I, you know, spend time like really trying to get to know people from all different backgrounds. And I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah. like, that's humanity. That's what we should be doing in this world. So sometimes, you know, teachers out there too, doing the good work, that light bulb mm -hmm. might come on later down the road. And sometimes you'll get those messages that'll surprise you in the future. And it's always a beautiful thing. Um, I want to kind of come in and kind of segue these two last questions together and the pandemic, but also the pandemic, I, especially, I think coming from someone like you, um, who has this kind of deeper sense of spirituality as um, an opening, if you will, to look at the things that we can change and make better in the world and in education. So anything that you want to talk about of like this time we're living in and how 
this might have influenced you or influenced others to think about children, like you mentioned, mental health, resilience, education in a different way, and how we can continue to now make improvements and mm-hmm. really look at education in like a new way. Cool. Well, you know, during the pandemic last two years, can you imagine two years already, I right? I know, I know. Yes. You know, initially I thought I can just close my door, nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did it work that way? No. <laughs> because I think the community people that just know me, so they call me, you know, they say they don't have food, they don't have this, they don't have that, right? You know, it just, they don't prepare for this pandemic at all. I'm telling you, really something happened. Eight o'clock, right? You know, um, the refugee, you know, center, they call me, they don't have food. So I asked them to give me the name list. Mm-hmm. But how am I going to prepare it? I can't do it by myself, right? I make a prayer, I do meditation, I'm telling you, eight o'clock, they send me the request. Can you imagine? 10 o'clock, ring, ring, ring. I'm like, okay, who call? Somebody asked me, Patsy, do you have anybody you want to feed? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Whoa. I'm like, what do you have in your kitchen? (laughs) Right. So... I just need to filter the name list, right? Mm-hmm. Then because of the MCO, because of the, you know, uh, when we say lockdown, the movement control, right? We just cannot like go out like normally. Okay. So this is ca- kind of called MCO. It's called, you know, it's called movement control order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And being backstage. So what I did, right? You know, I just connected, you know, all the community center, such as the church, you know, um, the, 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 the mosque or the temple, mm-hmm. wherever the refugees or I say underprivileged children, mm-hmm. I just don't fit just, a, you know, just a, the just the um, refugees. Okay. I mean, among any children, anybody who needs it in that time. Right. right? Mm-hmm. We have the name list. Then, you know, we will call all the NGO such as Lions Group. Mm-hmm. Right. Rotary clubs, right? You know, mm-hmm. whoever the NGO that can help. So we will just put the name list and everything. But how can we give it to them? So we will just ask them to go to the close by center, register. Then with a certain time, and with a certain, you know, with the certain, uh, you know, a slot, without the security disturbance, right? Mm-hmm. They are all able to collect the food. That's wonderful. And all the wow. things that needed. Yeah. Within that three months, okay, because there are a lot of village, the food and also the plants, the vegetables, they cannot sell. Mm-hmm. So we have somebody to collect from them and give it to Lion's Kitchen. Mm. How does a Lion's Kitchen work? <laughs> I have to be thankful all this Lion's group. Mm. They just cook from home with all the nice, hot, warm, loving, you know, compassion, love mm. food. Then we pack very nicely. Mm-hmm. We just use a grab because we cannot drive like from an hour, right? So we'll just collect, the, we just ask a grab to deliver to the church or the temple or the mosque within that 5km, right? So they are able to get all the food. Then from that time, all these people, they have to say grace again. Mm. I have mm-hmm. to say thank you, the gratitude. Yeah. 
right? So mm -hmm. when they receive the blessing, they're all happy to have food. Yeah. So then we started to have a food bank. That's awesome. Wow, so it just in, kept growing. Yeah, so in this two years time, what I witnessed and I see it, we have been feeding, I think almost it's like 5,000 above families. Wow. To just keep rolling, yeah. which is not easy, but it's all worth it. Number one, it helps not to have more social problem. Mm -hmm. What I foreseen, if people don't have food, mm -hmm. they will come out to steal, to kill and create more violence, mm -hmm. social problem. Yeah. So we try to avoid it. Right, right. Number two, the mental health state. So mm -hmm. during that time, I will just conduct a lot of digital counseling to outreach to them, like Skype, like call, mm -hmm. and just make sure they're okay. And just ask them to, you know, to be home, just do mindfulness debriefing and how to calm themselves down. Yeah. Gratitude, right? With all this life, surf, survival, skills that can be quick in the house mm -hmm. i think that is critical to help to sustain the whole well-being mm -hmm. in that critical we have to say consider as a crisis response mm -hmm. but what i want to talk about how can we really you know get into the you know moving forward as a mm -hmm. forward thinker i'm still coming back you know to the well-being mm -hmm. spiritual mental health state. Yeah, absolutely. We have this, um, I'm at a Quaker school and mm -hmm. it's a friend's school. So once a week we do meeting for worship and it's basically to me, it's like meditation because you sit in silence. And then if the light comes into you and you feel this pull to speak, you stand and you speak about whatever you think is going to be good for the community. Um, they could be positive messages. They could be messages of hurt. It could be, you know, these are the things happening in my life that maybe I need the community to pray for me. Um, and I just love, I mean, I'm very fortunate that I'm at a spiritual place because I love, uh, you know, in America, we have um, separation of church and state, but I, without it being religion, you can still have this meditation, well-being, almost like right. go internal, connect to something higher, just really do some deep internal work. You can still have that in public schools as well. And I think we can really, learn from this yep. time and, and think about mm -hmm. that should be part of education, not just yeah, the yeah. academics. I would love to add on, you know, to really, uh, you know, basically one word, I am trying to get more information. Actually, I want to build a humanitarian education. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is a word, you know, humanitarian uh, education, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, I am coming from the musical background and I'm also the inner child, you know, therapist. I'm also mm -hmm. a musical you know spiritual psychologist right with all this well-being and i'm also in the midst of writing a book oh great about you know the gut you know the gut gut how the food mm -hmm. to really affect you know a children learning ability development so stay tuned for that right thank you and i'm going to put your information in the show notes so if anybody wants to reach out or connect with you as well thank you so much yes. right so um you know, during these two years, I've been, you know, giving a lot of uh, my services to like self-harming children, mm. you know, the mm. children home. So, and I have to say, I am blessed and gifted, you know, to connect to the children world. 
mm-hmm. because I remember coming back from a Native American. You know, uh, one of the wis- one of the wisdom is the proverb. You know, he said that he said we are just borrowing. You know, this land, this planet from mm. the children. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really a different like mind shift with that. Yes, yeah. we are just borrow from them. So I do like you know symbol, mm. right? And just calm their mind, you know, and get their mind focused and just relax. And even uh, the other one. Mm. Because to me, emotional, why people get sick, right? Because uh, I believe one thing based on my observation and also my meditation, you know, the spiritual guidance is that we, when I download it, we live in all our memory. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, the, 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 the whole, you know, uh, pineal gland that we mm-hmm. stay in, we live in the, you know, the memory, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Why people got sick, you know, for example, I, I just have one, uh, you know, a very good story. I remember one of the kids, right? Every time when I ask him, well, and when, when I asked the kids to go to the school, she said, oh, my tummy ate, I have headache, I can't go, <laughs> right? I believe all the parents will have this sort of like, you know. Sure, sure. I did yeah. that too as a student, yes. Right, <laughs> yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. So my suggestion to them, I said, okay, I just know that you are feeling stressed and not comfortable to the school, mm-hmm. can you tell me more what is really going on out there? Mm. If I think this is something that can be justified, you don't have to go to the school one day, but we have to find out what is the problem mm. and lead you not to go. Yeah. But if we can sort it out, and I believe that all your friends will be very happy to have you to be there and play mm. with them. How about that? Hmm. Because I don't want them to keep using tummy aid (laughs) or live in that anxiety or be scared of school or scared of the stress. Like, I think that's a really great approach and very much a psychoanalysis type of approach is that we need to get at the root of what you're feeling to cause that because your mind and your, your body is connected. So I remember going through anxiety in high school and I had stomach aches all the time. So I was legit having stomach aches. But if I just stay home to sleep or like take whatever medicine, <laughs> I'm not treating the real core root of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think that needs, that is where we need to spend more attention with our, our students and our children is like when they're having that stress, like, what do we do to help them? You can go to a therapist, right? You can also take medicine, but, um, and a lot of people can't afford that, can't afford, you know, therapy because that's expensive, but like, how do we have these conversations, you know, parents, teachers, counselors with our students about what is the core root and getting there in a safe space where they can open up. So they're not just always living in this stress and anxiety. Cause I see it. These students are living with a lot of stress and anxiety <laughs> and it breaks my heart. It's like, you've got to figure out a better way. We yeah. got to figure out a better way because that is not a healthy way to live. And we're not setting them up to be a healthy adult. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I love this work that you're doing. And thank you so much, Patsy, for being on the teacher stories today. You are a beautiful soul doing amazing work in this world. So thank you so much. And I'll leave all of your information and some of the other um, mentions in the show, in the show notes. Thank you so much, you know, for having me. I'm sure we'll have more to listen from your podcast and you are amazing, you know, inspire all the teachers network out there, right? Just let us know and how we can make it more stronger and together. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about community. Yes. And thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.